You're very welcome back to the Hook Health Check on High Noon with Kira Kelly today. But today, I am not the doctor on call. That honour is taken by Dr. Brenda Corcoran, who is a specialist in public health medicine and the head of the National Immunisation Office for the HSE. Because this is World Immunisation Week, Brenda, isn't that right? That's right, Kira. It's an opportunity to celebrate the impact the immunisation has had and to recognise that it is still important to vaccinate because if we don't continue to vaccinate, these diseases will come back. Talk to me a little bit about the number of lives that that vaccinations have saved, because it is in the countless millions nearly, isn't it? Absolutely. Apart from clean water, immunisation is is said to be the most important intervention to help save lives all over the world. Millions and millions of lives are saved by vaccination. Tell me this, then, and, I, and I'm going. I'm, I completely agree with you. I think most uh, medics and, and people who know about science and right-minded kind of people do agree with you. Why then, when, when, when we say things like that immunisation is the most important public health initiative apart from clean water in terms of being life-saving, why does it take the stick that it takes? I think uh, vaccines are victims of their own success. We don't see the terrible diseases anymore. I'm old enough to remember the iron lungs in Cherry Orchard Hospital where polio victims had to be put into to help them to breathe. We don't see that anymore. We rarely see uh, serious diseases such as men's C, meningococcal C disease, which causes meningitis and wreaks terror into the hearts and minds of parents. Thanks to vaccines, we don't see those diseases. So people tend to forget how serious they are. But if we don't vaccinate, unfortunately, these diseases come back. Polio, for example, is still around. It's still in some countries of the world. Measles, for example, 6,000 cases in Europe since the beginning of this year. 4,000 in Romania. Because the rates have dropped, if we don't keep the rates up to 95%, measles particularly comes back. And we we do forget how, how severe measles can, can kill. Measles can kill. If a thousand people get measles, at least two of those will die. In Ireland, we had a very severe outbreak of measles in 2000 when the uptake rates dropped to below 70%. In Dublin particularly, we had 2,000 cases and three babies died. A terrible tragedy when you consider that the vaccine can prevent that. Yes, yeah, so, so, so there is something particularly tragic, and I, and I want to emphasise that, about a child dying of a vaccine-preventable disease. So that's a child who needlessly died because we should have been able to prevent it. Absolutely, and, and the real message from our side is to make sure that everybody is aware of the importance of vaccinations and that they make sure they get the vaccines on time. Some people say, why do you give so many vaccines to small babies when they're so small? The reason that that's done is because the expert group in Ireland and in all over the world recommend the vaccines at the time when the babies are most vulnerable to those diseases. So say, for example, whooping cough. Whooping cough is a terrible disease in young babies. Most of those babies who develop whooping cough less than six months end up in hospital and they're too young to be vaccinated. So we need to make sure older children are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, to protect the younger babies who can't get the vaccine. Yeah, so, so and people, I think, sometimes don't like this idea of herd immunity. I think, I think they somehow resent their child maybe being injected with something. 
for the benefit of others but it's for our collective benefit Absolutely we've all had babies that have been small babies less than six months and the last thing we would want is for anybody to do anything to harm them so if older children can be vaccinated and all our older children are vaccinated they will protect the young baby uh, who, who is too young to get the vaccines at that stage so that's what we're talking about in herd immunity the other aspect is say for example MMR vaccine some children who have weakened immunity systems can't be given MMR vaccine. So they rely on people around them to get the vaccine to protect them. So it's it's not doing something for other children who are anonymous. It's for our own children. We don't know exactly what's going to happen to our children. We want them all to be be protected. Happily, our primary immunisations, the vaccines that we give babies at two, four and six months, all that kind of stuff, the uptake is good. I mean, we we have a very strong uptake. Uh, uh, Parents are choosing to protect their children and and, and give them that protection. That's not true of all all our vaccination programmes in the country at the moment. Talk to me a little bit about the HPV vaccine. The HPV vaccine was a great success. Our uptake rates were greater than 80%. 87% of girls were vaccinated, which meant that we had 220,000 girls fully vaccinated and protected from 7 out of 10 cervical cancers. Unfortunately, in the last two years, due to parental concerns about vaccine safety, some parents have chosen not to get the vaccine. And our estimated uptake this year for the first dose is around 50%. That is a terrible concern to everybody involved in cancer prevention because it means that uh, parents are choosing to listen to advice that is not scientifically based and they are choosing not to get their girls a vaccine that we know is safe and we know is effective. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And and people often ask me about the HPV vaccine because it's been particularly in the news. And what I would say is this is I have a 15 year old daughter now and she was vaccinated against it because I want to give my kids the best protection I can against diseases that can give them cancer. We, We only dreamed in modern medicine about being able to vaccinate against cancer. And then we were able to do so and half the people aren't taking up the offer. Yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. And if you look at countries that have maintained their high uptake, for example, in Scotland, where they've reduced the level of the virus in young people by 90 percent. And in Australia, where they've had very high uptakes for about 10 years and they've reduced the level of cervical cancer by half. So the evidence is there that the vaccine works. The evidence is also there that the vaccine does not cause any long term side effect. There is no long term side effect that occurs more commonly in girls that were vaccinated compared to girls who were not. So the evidence is there. And our problem is because we go into schools, we don't generally meet parents directly face to face. So it is a difficulty to try to persuade them of the information. And that's why we're using a lot of partners such as the cancer support organisations, general practitioners, any healthcare professional to ask them to help us to, to inform parents and to ask parents where they're getting their information from. They need to get scientifically accurate information that gives them the facts, the science. Yeah, and that's a very key point you just made about, about uh, you know, things can occur. Girls can get symptoms, also, but it's not occurring any more in the vaccinated than in the unvaccinated groups. Lots of questions coming in for you, Brenda. Can I get the mumps only booster for my 16 year old son who had an extremely uh, bad reaction to the MMR when he received it at 18 months of age? And I don't want to give him the MMR booster now, but I would consider a mumps booster. 
there aren't any single uh, mumps vaccines licensed in Ireland anymore. Um, and the reason for that is that it has been shown that combined vaccines are much more effective. So they're the ones that have gone through the regulatory process. They're licensed as safe and effective. And there's very, very few people who can't be given MMR vaccine. The only people who can't be given it is if they've had a completely allergic reaction or they have some immune issue or if they're pregnant. So that person should perhaps talk to their own doctor and ask them about the condition that they think that their daughter or their son had and talk them through because things have changed now. The recommendations for vaccines are much, much broader because we now have all the evidence to show that the vaccines can be given to the vast majority of of people. Yeah, yeah. And, and I have to say my, my own uh, son at 18 months had a reaction to MMR2 and he did get the booster as a teenager and had no problems if that's any comfort to the person. Someone else here says, Kira, who's going to interrupt you and diagnose things contrary to qualifications? I know I'm in the George role and I'm not fulfilling it properly at all today. Uh, I'm far too I'm far too measured and medical for it. Someone else says here, I had measles in 2000. I had measles on my eyeballs. I was blind. I was deaf and I was voiceless. I could not produce saliva. I wanted to die. I was 20 years old. Would not wish measles on my worst enemy. I think people do forget. And I think that part of the issue we forget too is that some of these diseases can actually be very serious in older adults, young teenagers and older adults, more serious sometimes than they are in children. So that's why it's not too late if you haven't had the vaccines to get the vaccine. Brenda, can I ask you here the text in, uh, please ask your guest about the chickenpox vaccine. Very expensive, but is it worthwhile? Thanks from Joe. Yeah, the chickenpox vaccine is a licensed vaccine in Ireland. The expert committee that we mentioned haven't yet recommended that it should be given to all children, but parents can choose to get the vaccine. Unfortunately, they need to pay for it. Chickenpox can be a serious disease and certainly parents should consider whether they want to get it, but obviously they, at the moment they need to pay for it. Yeah. Another text in says, can you ask your guest about the TB vaccine? My first child received it at birth, but it wasn't available for my second baby. Should I be worried? TB vaccine, which is known as BCG, was given to all babies up until 2014. Um, the, re- the vaccine was stopped because the supply of the vaccine was run was was extinguished. We don't have we don't we can't find a supplier of the vaccine. But as it happens, our expert group had also recommended that the vaccine should not be given to all all babies now because our rates of TB have gone down so much. So it's not an issue at the moment. We're trying to source supply, but it is likely it will then just be given to those in particular at-risk groups. It's not given in most European countries, certainly not in Western Europe. So, so, so what you're saying there is, is don't don't worry too much on that score. No. Another one, a question in here on the HPV. Firstly, why are we not vaccinating boys as well? Secondly, why so early are we giving the, the vaccine when cervical cancer testing starts so late in Ireland? Should all this be changed? I think to answer the the last question first, the reason we give the vaccine to first year girls is because we know from the scientific evidence that the vaccine works best when it's given to young girls, sometimes as young as nine and and some European countries give the vaccine as young as nine. So that's the reason, one of the reasons. The second reason is before girls are exposed to the virus and that's usually through sexual contact. So there's two reasons it's given at such a young age. It's also recommended for boys. It has been recommended by our expert group and we're waiting for the Department of Health to make a decision on that but at the moment any parent who chooses uh, can get the vaccine for their boys and that's something that we hope will come in the near future. Listen my thanks uh, there's, there's lots more coming in about meningitis and, and other vaccines too Brenda but but I don't think we'll get to all that my thanks Please check our website immunisation.ie That's the main thing and we can put that up on the newstalk.com website as well my thanks there to, to Brenda Corcoran specialist in public health immunisation for the HSE <laughs> 